Shalom, and I hope all is well. My name is Yitzchak Schiffman. I love sharing Torah classes, and thank you for listening to this episode. Feel free to follow and to share with others so they too can enjoy the Torah classes on this podcast. Now, on to the episode. Today's Daf Masechus Gitin is Daf Samachay 65. We begin towards the top of Samachay Amud Aleph. We're going to have four sections in today's Daf. The first is going to be a conclusion of yesterday, and the fourth is going to be really an introduction to tomorrow's Sugya. Let's begin top of Samachay Amud Aleph. Yesterday, we had the opinion of Shmuel and of Chizda, which was that children, even on a high intellectual level, he said you can give them a chayfet and then they return it after an hour, nonetheless cannot create kinyan for other people, unless if it's a rabbinic injunction not based on a dairaisa at all. So today the Gemara questions that shita and says that we have a Mishnah in Meister Sheni that seems to imply they could make transactions for others and thus not add a fifth when they redeem the Meister Sheni of their master, talking about a shifcha, where she's a katana. So Shmuel Rav Chizda resolved that it's talking about Meister Sheni Drabonan because it's talking about Atis She'en Oinakuv, a non-perforated plant, which is only Chayev uh, on a rabbinic level. I will leave off here that there is a Kasha because this is L'Chara based on a Dairaisa, and yesterday Shmuel agreed, Shmuel Rav Chizda, that then it would be like Dairaisa in the sense that it would require, uh, that it wouldn't be able to make a transaction for adults. It needs, to, it needs a Hezber. Okay, the Gemara concludes this sugyan, and Rava says there's actually three stages when it comes to Ketanim, their ability to do transactions, as well as their ability to be married off. So the first stage is when you're talking about what we mentioned yesterday, if you give them a rock, they throw it away, you give them a nut, and they keep it. So at that stage, the halacha is that they can make Kenyanim for themselves and not others, and a girl could be married to require Mio, and if she's married off by her mother and brother, Otherwise, if she's younger than that, she doesn't even need Mion because it's not even considered a significant marriage altogether. Second stage, which the Gemara explains. Second stage is what we call Pe'utais, which is, Rashi says, six to eight years old. We had earlier, there's a special Takana for them. They can do transactions when it comes to metallic and movable objects. And also, if their father marries them off as a Kitana, they could accept Gerishin because they're considered Mishameris, that they could protect their divorce contracts. The third stage, which is Oynas Nadarim, just before Bar and Bas Mitzvah, 11 for a girl, 12 for a boy, their Nadarim are binding, and uh, the halacha is that could make things effectively Nadarim and also can make effective Hektish, assuming that they have the intellect to do so. And such a girl also, if she's married off and there's a situation of Yibam, she'd be able to receive Chalitza, younger than that, would not be able to, as the Pasuk would exclude her. The Gemara adds in a fourth stage, which is till the age of 20, a child wouldn't be allowed to sell his father's land because till that age he's not given the competency to make these kinds of decisions with uh, the land of his father. Okay, we're moving on now to the second stage of the, the second section of the Gemara's today, and this is going to be a machlaikis, really, Tanakam or Belazar, when a condition is made regarding a shliach, is it dafka, meaning is it need, needing to be fulfilled because the instructor is, is, is dafka when it comes to that, or is it just maramakum hulai, that he's just giving him a general instruction and there is room for negotiations, or, or uh, there is room to change. So Mishnah tells us that when it comes to 
a father of a katana who's married, he could actually make a shliach le-kabbalah for his daughter, and once the shliach receives the get from the husband, she'll be divorced immediately, as that is an effective shliach le-kabbalah. Continues the Mishnah, when the husband instructs the shliach to give the get in a specific place, it is dafka, it's a kapeda. There is a debate, however, regarding the wife's instruction for her shliach to receive the get in a specific place. According to the Tanakama, again, it is specific, and if he would receive it elsewhere, he would not be divorced. According to Rebbe Lazar, if he would receive it elsewhere, it would be still considered a divorce. The Gemara explains that's because Rebbe Lazar holds Mara Makam Hiloi, is that she's just telling him the general idea of receiving the get. Since she's divorced Balkarcha, we don't look at it as a kapeda that would invalidate the shlichus, rather, we look at it as a general instruction to make sure that she gets divorced. The next Mishnah tells us within the same section that there's a debate using these same principles regarding truma when it comes to an Aceous Kohen. So if she says, go receive the get uh, in a specific place, so again, according to the Tanakama, she'd be allowed to eat truma until the Shliach gets to that place. According to Rebbe Lazar, she has to stop eating truma immediately. The Gemara clarifies, turning to Samachayim with Bez now, that really the instruction according to the Tanakama was a little bit more nuanced, which is, she said, accept it you can accept it uh, in, in a specific place. Sometimes he's found in a different place, which means really she was saying was that you can accept it wherever you want, but it's only going to be considered a divorce when you arrive at a specific location. Therefore, according to the Tanakam, she can continue to eat truma till that shliach arrives at that specific location. According to Rebbe Lazar, the Chiddush, the Gemara explains is, even if she said, except to get in the east because my husband's there, and the shliach goes west, we're concerned maybe he'll bump into the husband, and since it's maramakum, like we explained, therefore she'll stop eating truma immediately. The Gemara utilizes these two opinions to try to resolve machlekes and brysais that imply, when it comes to the command to create an eruv, if you utilize the wrong type of food for it, dried figs instead of dates, or vice versa, that the halacha is going to be, according to one b'risa, it is an effective Erev, according to the second b'risa, it's not an effective Erev. And we have two answers to resolve the b'risa. Rabbi utilizes this machlaikis. He says that, according to the b'risa, it says it is an effective Erev. It's like the opinion of Rabbi Lazarus says, it's like mara makom when there's not really a significant distinction between the realities. So therefore, if you just change slightly, it won't negate the shlichus. And the, and the first b'risa, which says that it is ineffective, is like Tanakama, well, there's a kapeda involved, and therefore, if you change, the Erev will not be effective. Rav Yosef explains the two b'risais, both according to the Chachamim. Now, although there is a kapeda by the woman, where she says, I don't want the get to be accepted somewhere else, it's not going to be effective if it's accepted somewhere else. She doesn't want to be embarrassed in that place. Here, regarding the Erev, there wouldn't be such a kapeda. However, the b'risa that holds it wouldn't be an effective Erev is talking about where his friend gave him an allowance to use his food, but it was only a specific food. If you use a different one, that's why it wouldn't be effective. And the Gemara utilizes to also explain other b'risa, where it talks about borrowing his friend's food from a specific location, utilize other stuff it wasn't instruction for, that it wouldn't be allowed, it wouldn't be an effective Erev. Moving on to the third section of the day now. The Mishnah here tells us that there are specific instructions when commanded to a shliach that empower the shliach to act as your shliach to uh, write and deliver a get. Otherwise, as we're going to see, if you don't give that kind of, give vague instructions, which have implication of divorce, but have equal implication of other things, like to exempt from a debt, those would not be effective instructions. So just as an example, the Mishnah says here, if he says, so even though the word get can mean general documentation, it's used in Lashon B'nai Adam, in the colloquial, to refer to divorce. Therefore, you'd be, the shliach would be empowered to write and give a get to his wife. Gershua, similar idea. 
and now there's certain languages that are not effective. Like with one of the examples the Mishnah says is patrua. Patrua could mean to exempt her from something, a debt, for example, and therefore that would not necessarily be a good, it wouldn't employ, empower the shliach to deliver the get to his wife. Similarly, parnasua. Now the Gemara quotes a brisa with further examples, and that Rabbi Nassim distinguishes between patrua and pitrua, because he's from Bavel, and Rabbi Nassim therefore spoke Arami. They spoke Arami and Lashon HaKodesh. And in Arami, Patrua actually means to divorce. Petrua means, let's say, to exempt from a debt. It's not specific. However, our Mishnah doesn't make this distinction because the Tanis from Eretz Yisrael, and therefore there wasn't such a clear, noted distinction between these words. The Gemara wonders about certain languages if they would be effective. Also, some are resolved as being ineffective. And we move on now to the final sugya of the day, which really will be tomorrow's first sugya. The Mishnah here tells us that if a husband gives instruction to a shliach, to divorce his wife, but it's an, a partial instruction. Instead of saying write and give the get, he just says write the get. So if he's under pressure and duress at the time that he says that, we assume he intended for it to be done properly, and the shliach can, in fact, write and give the get to his wife. So originally, the Mishnah says, if a person was taken out in chains to be killed, he only said write it, that would be an effective instruction. The shliach can do that. However, later they added that even if one was going on a trip, say out to sea or <coughs> meaning a long trip and he said write it it would also be considered a, po a position of pressure that would allow such an instruction to empower a shliach to do so write it and give it Rav Shemesh Azuri says also the Masukah in the case where a fellow is on the verge of death and he gives such an instruction would also be considered a proper instruction to allow the shliach to write and give the get to that fellow's wife. Okay, we're stopping at the bottom of Samachay Amud Beis. Beis Rashi will pick up tomorrow. More in this sugya regarding partial instruction that would nonetheless be effective because he is under pressure. Everybody have a wonderful day.